You are listening to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, episode number 170. Welcome to the Yummy Mummy Podcast, where you will learn brand new and shockingly different tools to lose weight for the last time. And now, here's your host, certified life and weight loss coach, Laura Conley. Hello, Yummy Mummies. Welcome to the podcast. You guys have been requesting and requesting and requesting that you want a lot of coaching episodes. So I reached out to you guys and one of my brand new clients, we really just started, Carolyn raised her hand. So welcome to the podcast, Carolyn. Why don't you introduce yourself to us? Tell us where you live, a little bit about yourself, and then let us know what you want coaching on. Okay. Well, thank you, Laura. I really appreciate this unique opportunity. I live in Palm Desert, California, half the year, and the other half the year I live in Southern Idaho, so I get to live in two really beautiful places. I'm retired and 66. I'll be turning 67 in May. And, uh, you know, I've been on a million and one programs, and I, you know about that? And um, I (laughs) don't release, I I guess, lose weight or release weight very easily. Well, I get a couple weeks into it and I go, well, nothing's happening. So why why Mm. should I even bother? So I'm really looking forward to strategies on how to get my head out of that. So what else about me? I have two grown daughters, 37 and 34. And I hope that I did okay with them. (laughs) I don't know. They'll tell me eventually. Yeah. Oh, they would have told you by now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We have a pretty good relationship. Really yeah. looking forward to working with you and learning so much about, you know, what I can be better at. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what you wrote into me. We can coach a little bit on even just the mindset around, which is totally normal. This was totally me too, right? Like I don't release weight easily. I get three weeks in, nothing's happening. And then I'm like, why bother? Is there mm-hmm. anything else you wanted to share? I, I think in your email, you were talking a little bit about like when I start to plan my food or I start to do this work, <laughs> I get triggered, I get hungry, I get craving. So tell yeah. me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's that's his, it exactly. That I can just be reading a recipe and I go, oh, now I'm hungry. Well, yeah, I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast or I just had dinner or whatever, you know, I'm not hungry. And I know it's not a real hunger. I know what real hunger is because I do know when my blood sugar drops and I have that Mm. hangry feeling that I can't stand. And, you know, um, so that was one of the things that I really kind of don't understand and want to understand that better because I I try not to give into that, but it's pretty strong. Like it's pretty strong craving. And even like if I eat a good breakfast balanced and everything, and then I want a piece of chocolate. It's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I I come by that naturally because my mom used to say, oh, where's that cheese candy that we had, you know, left over, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know it's not just me because I know that my mom and, you know, I knew, I know other people that have that same problem. So. Totally. Um, Okay. Can you tell me the last time that this happened? Like, was this recently that you were reading a magazine or like, give me like a very specific example and we'll, we'll work through it. Okay. So I had already eaten breakfast and I have some friends coming to visit just kind of spur the moment. They're going to come spend the night tonight and make dinner. So I'm looking at a recipe. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's breakfast. I just ate breakfast and I'm looking at this recipe and it's like, chicken and sweet potatoes and lemons. And it sounds really good and everything. I go, Oh, are there any nuts in the kitchen? 
Mm. Just because I'm reading the recipe and I feel like I have a hunger pain, but I shouldn't Mm. have because I had a very good breakfast. So great. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, but (laughs) it's a great example. And I know so many people can relate to Mm -hmm. this because, because we have human brains, right? There's like nothing wrong with you. It didn't necessarily come from your mom or like I'll get clients that are like, it's just in my genes. It's just who I am. And I'm like, well, yes and no. Okay. So what's probably happening is your brain is just thinking about food. So our lower brains, they operate on the motivational triad, which the motivational triad is to seek pleasure, avoid pain and do it as easy as possible. So you're thinking about food and your brain's like, Ooh, I know it'll give me pleasure a little handful of nuts. And so it's just turning on and triggering that part of your brain. And so it's really as simple as, ooh, I think I would like some nuts. I want nuts. And then you create desire. So what I love to teach on the podcast and what I love to teach my clients, and Carolyn and I are just like a weekend into the yummy mummy, so we haven't gotten there yet. But our thoughts create our feelings. And so when you think the thought, ooh, I just want something, it sounds so innocent. It doesn't sound like it's very powerful, but what it's doing for you is it's creating desire. And that desire is causing you to go into the pantry and grab a handful of nuts, or it sounds like what you're doing is <laughs> interrupting the desire and being like, you know what? I'm actually not hungry right now. I don't actually need food. I just had a really well-balanced breakfast. So I would say, good job. Now, What I would offer to you in that moment when you're talking yourself kind of off the ledge or you're saying no thank you to yourself about the nuts, I'd be like really easy and really gentle with our with yourself because the tendency that we have is to use willpower and we want to like really grip and we want to be like, no, you just had breakfast. What's wrong with you? Get it together. Can't you ever lose weight? Like, come on, Carolyn. Or at least this is how my brain used to sound. And so what I would offer to you is like, Oh, like this is what I what I say kind of to my kids. Like, oh my God, my son, he's classic. What he does is he'll get a treat. Once in a while, they'll get a treat. He got ice cream this past weekend. He eats the whole ice cream and then he's like, I didn't like that ice cream. I need a new flavor ice cream. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's creative. But I'm not mean to him, right? I'm not like, what's wrong with you? You just had ice cream. Ungrateful little ass. Like I don't yell at him. I just say it like, yeah, Phoenix, of course you want more ice cream. I get it. We all want more cookies or treats or whatever. That's the way our brains operate. But like the answer is no. And I totally love you. And guess what? You'll get ice cream again next weekend. And so I would just make that gentle shift inside your brain because what'll happen is The more that you use willpower, the less you'll have of it because willpower is not a renewable resource. And so that's why some of us at the end of the day, we find ourselves picking at the chocolate or going for seconds is because we've run out of that will. So the way that we switch it is we use allow power and allow power. You're still saying no. It's not the most comfortable thing because you're not saying yes to the desire. You're still saying no. And you know what, Carolyn, if I like this is I always use my name when I'm talking to myself, but like, you know what, if I really want nuts later when I'm actually physically hungry and I need fuel, then we can have some nuts. It's totally fine. And so 
I would almost just normalize it because you're a little exasperated. And again, that's normal. I was like this too. All of my clients are like, well, oh, I just had breakfast. Like why? And it's just because you have a lower brain and your lower brain's job is to seek pleasure, avoid pain and do it as quickly and easily as possible. It's like, how clever can that lower brain be so it can get you into the pantry and get you eaten nuts? That is a survival mechanism that we haven't evolved out of, which is so interesting, right? That actually really worked for us when we lived in caves, like hundreds of thousands of years ago, that motivational trend was really helpful. We had to seek pleasure and we had to avoid pain in order to survive, in order to continue to live day after day after day. So now it's our job to help our brains evolve. It's like I talk about inside the Yummy Mummy, I say, you know, we've got these brains right out of the box. It's like getting an iPhone out of the box and never upgrading it. And so the upgrade is, can you just speak very lovingly to yourself when your brain inevitably wants nuts because it's been triggered by the recipe or whatever? You know, it's just like Instagram. Like I'll be scrolling Instagram and there'll be an average, you'll be on TikTok. I know Carolyn's favorite thing is TikTok. So you'll be scrolling, right? And it's like, it'll give me an an advertisement for Okay, lately I've been getting these advertisements for these like really cute skiing onesies, like this whole outfit and they're ridiculous, but they're adorable. And of course I see it and then I like want it. It's the same thing. It's just the nature of ads. Basically that recipe is an advertisement. And so of course your brain's gonna be like, ooh, that would be good. Ooh, I want that. And so the other thing I would say too is can you give your brain something (laughs) at some point during the day, that's a very pleasurable, but that has a net positive. Eating nuts when you're not hungry is probably not going to have a net positive for you. It's probably going to have a net negative for you just because I know that you want to lose weight, right? And so eating when we're not hungry, when we want to lose weight, doesn't really work out really well. So it's just that gentle talking to yourself. And again, the willingness to be a little uncomfortable in that moment, which it sounds like you kind of are. So just tell me where your brain's at. Tell me what you kind of think of all of that. I love the analogy of the ad because, I mean, that's yep. life, right? They're all over the place and you go, ooh, where's my ooh. credit card? But I don't yeah. go get it. Yeah. So Exactly. Yeah. Why don't you go get the credit card? Let's talk about that for a second. Well, because I already have four of those whatever things they are. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I just don't need it or... yeah. And you can use that here too, right? It's like, because I don't need them because I already yeah. have fuel in my body, Yeah, right? It's the same exact answer. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, and it's also very normalized in our culture to, to grab a handful of nuts. Like, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I know a lot of parenting, like at least I catch myself all the time trying to fix my kids' problems with food, with a treat, right? And it's like, ooh, I want to be super careful because I know, and that's normal, like, you know, everybody does it. But can we slowly start to back away from using food for a reward or not all the time, but as a reward or as a way to fix feelings when really what these kiddos need or what, what we need is just a little bit of love and attention, We've really been socialized and conditioned to see food as so much more than fuel. And that hasn't served a lot of us. For some of us, it's not a problem. Like my husband, I always talk about, (laughs) you know, he weighs what he wants. He's totally fine. But for the rest of us, we need to start to use food for fuel most of the time. So I love that analogy for you. And you can use that in your day to day. Yeah, It's like if you wanted 
you know, a new pair of jeans just because you wanted them, would you get them? No, because you don't need them. You have four pairs of them already. Or 20. Or 20. What else do you think? Anything else? I have more more questions for you, but I want to kind of go back to your brain first. Well, you mentioned that you'd like to have something else. But I don't, oh. like, what else would that be? Yeah. Okay. So I love, you know this, Carolyn, I love to heal this at the root. I want you and everybody else to lose weight for the last time. But as we're journeying and as we're losing weight for the last time, I don't think it's wrong or bad to have a Band-Aid, right? My poor little daughter, she had surgery when she was really young. And it's like she got she was healed at the root from her condition. But as she was healing, there was a giant Band-Aid. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So if you have the inkling to go grab nuts, can you just grab a sparkling water? Because sometimes it's just the act of like, giving your hands and your mouth something to do. So I think Mm -hmm. number one, having a bandaid and then number two, also making sure, and it sounds like you do, Carolyn, have a true pleasure in your day. Because for me, the sparkling water is not going to give me that hit, but it is going to be a bandaid. So what's going to be a hit for me? For me, it's going to be going for a walk with a girlfriend and being in the sunshine. And that is, and we do it a little bit in Slack, as you've seen, like, kind of collecting these glimmers or these true Mm -hmm. pleasures. What is something that gives you a hit, a dopamine hit, really? Because that's what the nuts are doing. But I call it like a delicious dopamine hit versus like a destructive dopamine hit. The nuts could be destructive. I know that sounds dramatic, but (laughs) it's a way to remember what can give me a delicious dopamine hit because we are dopamine-seeking beings. We do need those hits. Can we get them in a way that serves us and gives us a net positive? So for you, you know, can you focus on, ooh, later my friends are going to come over and we are going to just have a crack up. Like we're going to have so much fun together. Mm-hmm. The connection's going to be real and that'll give you the dopamine hit. So I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to strip all of our pleasure away mm-hmm. and be left with nothing because that's not sustainable either. And so it's filling ourselves up with really in my mind, the things that are the point of life, this human connection, the movement, the nature, and whatever that is for you. So that's sort of what I meant by that. I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah. For me, even still, sometimes I'll just like, especially if I'm working in the kitchen and I'm not working in my office, I'll just like wander into the pantry and I'm like, all right, just get a drink. You're not hungry, but you want something to do. You're a little bit bored. Okay. You can feel through this boredom. And just grab yourself a drink, sit back down, see if it's really that bad. And then two seconds later, I'm back into my work and I'm like in the flow again, you know? So that would be my kind of coaching. Really talk to yourself sweetly when you're saying no, thank you. Like you would your soon to be, I don't know, grandchildren. We're hoping we're manifesting grandchildren out there, aren't we? (laughs) Don't send this podcast to your daughters. Um, (laughs) I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> just a little peer pressure from, from the <laughs> yummy mummy over here. So and that's what I would be. Talk to yourself really sweetly when you're saying no. Get yourself a Band-Aid. Make sure you're filling your pleasure cup up with true pleasures. And remind yourself also that this is normal. It's totally normal for your brain to see a recipe and to want nuts. You've just hit the trigger. You've just triggered it just like you would with an advertisement for a new pair of jeans or like a crazy... snowsuit or whatever. Okay. 
there was a couple things you said at the beginning that I would love to address because I think they're going to really help you. So you said, I just don't lose weight easily. I just don't release weight easily. And you also said, I get three weeks in, two weeks in, nothing's working. Why even bother? I'm guessing that turns into like throw in the towel kind of case of the efforts mentality, which, oh my God, I've been through that cycle so many times. I totally get it. So we talked a little bit about our thoughts cause our feelings, right? You have the thought, ooh, some nuts would be good right now. And then that causes the feeling of desire. And then that desire causes the action of walking into the pantry and getting nuts. (laughs) Okay. So that's the thought, feeling, action cycle that we're going to really dive into inside the Emmy Mummy experience. I talk about it on this podcast too. I have episodes on it. But let's talk about the thought, I just don't lose weight easily. Now, when you're saying it, it sounds like a fact. You really believe it. And I've said that a million times and I really believed it. But what I want to offer, it's just a thought that may or may not be true. Or maybe it's been true in the past, but it may or may not be true in the future. Because let me put it back on you. When you think the thought, and a thought's just like a sentence in our brain, when you think the thought, I don't lose weight easily, how do you feel in your body? Oh, I feel not good. Like I'm not capable of doing it. Mm, Not capable. Yep. Me too. If I were to think (laughs) that thought and I've thought it a million times, I would feel not capable. I'd feel discouraged, hopeless, right? Now, when you, Carolyn, feel not capable, what do you do or not do? Give up. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can kind of see that cycle, right? The Mm -hmm. thoughts cause our feelings, cause the action. And then the last line of that model is our results. So when we think to ourselves, I don't lose weight easily, and then we feel not capable, and then we give up, and then we don't lose weight. And it's just this vicious cycle, right? And then because you haven't lost weight, you're like, see, of course. And it just kind of proves, right? It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's just over and over. So I'm not going to ever suggest that you start walking around with this toxic positivity and be like, you know what? I lose weight so easily. I'm like freaking queen of weight loss, whatever. I am the poster child of Weight Watchers. I'm not suggesting that you do a 180 on the thought. I'm just suggesting that we replace it with something that's going to make you feel better. So let me ask you this question. On this journey of weight loss, how do you want to feel in your body? Light, in control, Mm. free. Mm. So good. Not hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's go with in control. In control. You want to feel in control. Maybe Mm. you even want to feel capable. Mm -hmm. Light, free. I love it. Okay. So what we're doing is we're going to the middle of that cycle. Remember a thought, feeling, action. And I asked her, it's kind of weird, right? You guys, I'm like, you might be like, why is she asking her what does she want to feel instead of what does she want to think? Why is she starting in the middle of that cycle? Because for me, you guys, it's just easier. For me, it's easier to answer the question, how do I want to feel instead of what do I want to think? So she wants to feel in control. So what could you think instead of I can't lose weight easily to feel in control? What's a one sentence that you could think, do you think? If I do what I I'm supposed to do, I will 
lose weight. Yeah. Okay. No, it's amazing. I'll give you some more too, but I love that one. If I do what I'm supposed to do, I'll lose weight. Now, to what degree do you believe that? Probably a seven out of a 10, maybe a six. Okay. I'll take it. So you guys, when you are thinking new thoughts, you only have to believe them 20%, 30%, 40%, 50 70%. You do not have to have 100% belief in the new thought. But it is your job to go out and practice believing. People don't understand that we can believe whatever we want. And believing what whatever we want is actually a practice. And it's so cool because no one can tell you what to believe. Nobody can tell you, like, it's so freeing, actually. So if I do what I'm supposed to do, I will lose weight. That's 7 out of 10, 6 out of 10, that's enough. Now, let me put it back to you. When you think that thought, if I do what I'm supposed to do, I'll lose weight. There's been many dozens, hundreds of other women that have lost weight in this methodology. How do you feel when you think that thought? If I do what I'm supposed to, I'll lose weight. Well, based on, you know, hearing from other women, I think it could happen. I can't visualize it, but I think it could happen. Okay. So then you feel like in belief, really? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe in control, but definitely in belief. And that's, guys, this is a bit of a tangent coaching that I'm going to do right here, right now. When you're working to believe new beliefs, when you're working to believe new thoughts, thoughts and beliefs, by the way, one and the same. A belief is just a thought that you've thought over and over again. So when you're working to believe new things, when you're working to think new thoughts, the work is to go collect evidence. And that's exactly what Carolyn just did. She didn't even realize she did it, but she was such a natural. She was like, no, I've seen all these other women based on what they're saying. This is possible. This is possible. So just in your body, when you think this is possible versus I don't lose weight easily, which one feels better? Not a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Definitely <laughs> that, that I can be successful. Yes, I could be successful. This is possible. Then you feel at least somewhat confident, at least somewhat capable. And then when you believe and you feel somewhat capable, what do you do? What is the action? The thought is it's possible. I could actually do this. Other women have done it. If I just do what I'm supposed to do, I'll get there. And then you feel capable. And then what do you do or not do? Like if you feel capable or if you believe in the process, what do you think you'll do? I will do what needs to be done. Yeah. Again, it's that self-fulfilling prophecy. Can you guys see it? It's like, if I just do what I'm supposed to do, it'll work. It is possible. These other women are saying it is. And then you feel capable or in control. And then you just show up and you do it. Sometimes, yes, there's some uncomfortable feelings. Sometimes you have to say no thank you to yourself for sure. But I want you to practice living into that cycle more than this cycle. It really is your choice. It is like tuning the radio station. Make sure that the radio station inside your brain is one that serves you. You get to choose. That's what's so cool about thought work and about mindset work. Nobody taught us this. Nobody taught us how to think. No one taught us that our thoughts cause our feelings, cause our actions, cause our results, but they do. And so now we can hack it. So when you catch your brain being like, 
I don't know, this is hard, or I don't lose weight easily, or just my body doesn't like to release weight easily. You know what? I'm just going to do what I'm just going to, I'm just going to work the system. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. One other thing I want to say is when your brain says, why even bother? It's not worth it. It's too hard. Let's just throw in the towel. What else could you think instead of those thoughts? Give it one more week. So good. That's the work, you guys, seriously, is just clapping back, is just having the last word. Our brains so often get the last word. So if we can have the last word instead of our lower brains, then we win every time. Just give it one more week. Just give it one more day. Because I promise you, you're going to come into this program and you're going to have all these old thoughts. And it's not a problem. It's no big deal. That's part of the problem. That's, I mean, part of the program is rewiring those thoughts. Like, so when they come up, you do want to give them airtime. You do want to kind of hold them up and look at them and be like, huh, I wonder what that's making me feel. I wonder what that's causing me to do or not do. Ooh, that's not serving me. I'm going to, I'm going to trash it and I'm going to think one more week. It's possible. I just have to do what I'm supposed to do. So that's where you can really see you guys. The impact that our brains have, the impact that our thoughts have, they really sometimes can see so well-intentioned or so innocent, but it really makes a huge difference, thought after thought after thought, because really that's like our whole lives is, is, is the compilation of all of our thoughts. Okay, Carolyn, what do you think? Any other questions? Any other thoughts? I have a big thing happening with me today. I have some friends coming to visit. They just out of the blue called and said they're going to be driving through, spend the night, we're going to have dinner. And they're my wine drinking friends. And my protocol, I am limiting alcohol. So just to wine and only in a social occasion. And this is definitely a social occasion. But I already had wine over the weekend. And so I'm like struggling with this. And Mm. this is like really the first big you know, event where I'm yeah. with the people that that's kind of what we do is drink yeah. wine together. And I'm kind of thinking like, well, it's just wine, but it's kind of mm-hmm. not. It's more than that. <laughs> okay. So I do have a kind of across the board recommendation, which is <laughs> a little kind of against the grain, but I really feel like when you're giving up flour and or sugar, those are both drugs for your brain, what I've seen is that it's better to give up these drugs slowly and surely over time. 1%, 1%, 1%. Your brain will like seize. And this is just what I've seen happen because people come in and they have their diet brains and they're like, Ooh, I want to give up alcohol. I want to give up sugar. I want to give up flour. I want to give up gluten. I want to give up grains. And they go on. I want to give up air. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> they want to give up all the things. And I have seen my clients be so much more successful with, I don't want to call them baby steps, but let's call them like kid steps. (laughs) When you've just given up something like sugar to then significantly reduce something like alcohol can really trigger your brain. And I believe that you can still lose weight having wine, especially if it's dry wine. I really don't think it's as problematic as a lot of other programs out there say that it is. Now, is it problematic for other things? 
Yes. And that's not what we're here to do, which sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy, but we are here to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And if you have other health goals, number one, they're going to be taken care of by you losing weight. And you are going to get farther in the long run if you apply the 1% rule. Can I just get 1% better every day instead of this black and white, all or nothing thinking? The black and white, all or nothing thinking leads to throw in the towel every time. So I get a little apprehensive about my clients giving up sugar and alcohol, especially if it's if both of them have been really big habits. Now there's some clients that come in and like they literally just don't care about alcohol. Like they literally could take it or leave it. That is not that's not how I am. That's not how I was. I loved sugar and I loved alcohol. And so I find that most clients have been in this yo-yo cycle for so long because of the all or nothing, because of the black and white thinking, because of the wanting to get rid of everything for 30 days or 75 days. And it just doesn't work in the long run. So if what you want in the long run is to lose weight for the last time in a way that's sustainable and healthy and fun, I honestly just don't think red wine is that big of a problem when it comes to weight loss. Now, let's say, Carolyn, We journey on for three months and you're within five pounds of your goal, okay? Or whatever the stats are, it doesn't actually matter, but you're within five pounds of your goal and you're like, man, I really have cut out everything. I think that if I scale back on my wine a little bit, that'll be the, that'll be the thing. Now, I also just want to put out there that anytime you have five or 10 more pounds to lose, there are always more than one choice. There's always lots of choices. And that's why I always love for you guys to come get coaching at that point, because oftentimes you'll think there's just one thing and it's the one thing that's like your wubby. So I never want to take your wubby away. I get clients that they're wubby, like their favorite thing that they like really love is like diet Coke. And then they make themselves really wrong or really bad for having diet Coke. Is diet Coke a health food? No. Is it the worst thing ever? No. And if you go back to all or nothing thinking, you're just going to screw yourself in the long run. So that's kind of my advice, which I know isn't the most popular, but I don't know any program that works better than mine. (laughs) So that's my take. I think you should have the wine. (laughs) I love that. I appreciate that. And you said two things. One was the all or nothing thinking, and I definitely, definitely do that. So I think you're right that baby steps or kid steps are probably because, yeah. you know, I just want to do it all, all at once. Just like you said. Yeah. I guess I'm not the unicorn. So I thought it was. So, yeah, but, I, I know uh, we all want to just do it all at once. And you know what? The reason why is because our brain gets a hit. Our brain's like, oh, we're going to do it. We get like all high on that motivation. And but it comes crashing down. Mm-hmm. Your brain doesn't get a big hit when you're like, we're going to do one thing at a time. We're going to take small baby steps. Your brain's like, oh God, boring. I hate that. That's stupid. We're never going to get any results. I'm like, you guys, let's just try it my way one time. We've already tried all or nothing, black and white, throw in the towel like a million times. Let's try the land of and and both. And so I would really work to honor your protocol when it comes to food. Enjoy your friends, enjoy the food, and enjoy the wine. And I think I a lot of us have been following people that are a little more zeality. And that's fine for some audiences and for some people. But 
I'm just here living in the land of and and both. (laughs) And I think it's a nice place. It didn't work. Yeah, exactly. We have the data. Let's just try it this way, the way that works this one time. Yeah. So I would, that's my recommendation. And I know, Uh, you know, yeah. I love it. I'm a newbie. So I am still trying to envision how this is going to all play out. Mm. And I see other people say, you know, what their goal weight is. I can't put, I can't write that down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tell me, tell me about that. I don't really know what to put down that makes me comfortable. Okay. So number one, you don't have to put anything down at (laughs) all. So just so you guys know, Carolyn's been through her orientation. We're like a week and a half in. But what I want to just say to the audience is I do teach a whole module and we spend time on this. We have homework around it. We have coaching around it on how to set a goal. But let's go there now just a little bit. Let's get like the appetizer, no pun intended, version going. So number one, you don't have to put a goal down right now. If you want to put a small goal, you could put five pounds down in the next two weeks or whatever you want. Like could be three weeks, could be a week and a half, whatever. Um, The other thing I love to recommend is that you do a range too. So even you could do like four to six pounds in the next three weeks or whatever. So do you have a guess of what your ultimate goal would be? You don't have to tell me. I just want to know. I do. Yeah, I, I, I do. Okay. And so why don't you want to write that down? And again, you don't have to. I just want to know the why behind it. Probably because it feels unattainable. Mm, okay. And I can't envision that. Well, good thing that we have a whole entire, we have three modules on how to visualize your future self. (laughs) Okay. So it feels unattainable. Why? Like, what are you thinking that makes it feel unattainable? It was so long ago that I had that weight. So it it was just a whole nother lifetime. Okay. I get it. Makes perfect sense. I've had clients like this before, for sure. Makes perfect sense. I still want you to write it down. Again, I'm not saying you have to actually write it down, but say I said that, then what would you say? Like, what would your argument back to me be? Oh, I would do it. I would trust the process. You would? would Okay. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that I just want to highlight for like our listeners is that sometimes people don't want to write it down because then they feel like if they don't achieve it, then they're a failure. So sometimes that can be going on as well. And I just want you to know that we are going to learn about what makes a failure and what doesn't. Like literally, you can't be a failure as a human being. You are perfect. I mean, I know Nicole. You guys, Nicole is the one that connected Carolyn and I and yeah. Nicole's been on the podcast in the, be- in the past. And I know that she would preach this from the rooftops. Like you are a perfect perfect like she would she might say like child of god or something but like seriously i know that sounds so cheesy but you are like this perfect worthy human and anything you do or don't do it's not up for grabs this is who you are it's like i always talk about this i'm like these perfect babies are born and we're holding them and we're like cuddling them and we're like oh my god you're perfect and we know that their worth is inherent right they're 100% worthy I'm like at age eight and a half do they lose it like when do when is our worthiness like <laughs> up for grabs when do we have to earn it like when do we have to hit a goal that we wrote down in order to earn our worthiness or our value and so we're gonna learn in goals with soul that yeah you'll set a goal 
and then you'll hit it or you won't hit it. And then you get to make that mean or not mean anything you want. That goes back to like, you get to believe whatever you want. And what I always say is we're always either winning or learning. So if you don't hit a goal that you set, doesn't necessarily mean you don't just keep going for it. It might mean you just learn. I think that's what's so freeing about, not to toot my own horn, but (laughs) the way that I teach goals. So many of us are so afraid of goals, but we're actually not afraid of goals. We're just afraid of our brains and like how we're going to beat ourselves up. And so we are going to heal all that. We're going to clean all of that up. So maybe you just make a goal that's a range and you could have a big range. You could have 10 pounds, but you have nothing to lose because you're the one that decides what it means at the end of your journey. And I always like to encourage my clients to come into their natural weight and their natural weight. I use the term synonymously, natural weight and dream come true weight. Your natural weight is when you literally are using food for what it is for most of the time. Not all the time. I still think there's room for our joy eats or yummy mummy munchies or whatever. But when we are using food for what it is for most of the time, which is fuel, it is fuel for our bodies. We're not, when we're not overeating, we actually will bottom out at our natural weight. You actually will land there really effortlessly with or without the goal. If you could just have the goal, honestly, to just not overeat, to just use food for fuel and you will bottom out at your natural weight, which is so cool, actually. So you don't really have to worry about it so much. You don't have to set a goal. You don't even have to know. But I will tell you, my clients come in and I'm like, okay, let's just guess. 99 out of 100 times, their guess is spot on. The only thing that does happen is people will lose more weight than they ever thought possible. And you'll start to hear that probably inside the experience from some of the masters, because I get a lot of clients that are like, I would have been happy with 10 pounds and I ended up 40 pounds down, right? Or whatever the numbers are. But that happens all the time. People set themselves up for just 10 or 20 pounds. And really, when you are using food for what it's for, you'll hit it. I promise you. So it's almost like the number where you actually land is sort of a byproduct of you eating in the way that you've planned for yourself and that we've, and that we work together on for the next six months. Really good question though. I think that is so helpful for everybody listening. I know that everyone has the same exact thought and I get it. People are like, Ooh, it's unattainable. And anything that was ever attained was at once unattainable. Anything on my desk, this amazing laptop computer, somebody in Steve Jobs' office was like, nope, we can't do that. We can't make it that small. We can't make it like that. And he's like, yeah, you can. He's like, they're like, no, we can't. And then they made it. Or with this microphone or whatever, like look around, live this house. I'm sure at some point somebody was like, well, we can't make a house like that. No, 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 no. And then someone else was like, well, what if we just try? I know it's silly, but it is a way to hack your brain because any goal that you have, if it's big enough, your brain will be like, no, we can't do that. That's unattainable. And then it's like, well, everything that ever was attained was at one point unattainable. So let's just see. I mean, I know it's attainable. I'm not worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you think it was a long time ago. And there's some people, Carolyn, that will come into the yummy mummy and have never been at the weight that they want to be at ever, ever. Because they started having issues with food and their weight and their body when they were very, very young. And so 
that's just another kind of interesting thing. They all came in, they all thought it was unattainable and they all attained it. I had the same thing with my weight. Like I still talk about it and joke about it with my husband. I'm like, can you believe I really did this for the last time? He's like, yeah, I really can. Like, let's let's talk about a new subject. And then I'm like, (laughs) can you believe I actually built a business where other, this actually, we're actually doing this with women. He's like, yes, I can believe it. But these were these two things that I really thought were unattainable. Like I was like, I don't know if I can do that. But if we just take that next little step, we can't. And I think that's like the secret to all of this is like, we just can't quit. That's it. That's it. We just can't quit. Anything else, Carolyn? This is juicy. We're going to have to have you back on the pod. (laughs) I'm just looking forward to the end for sure. But I think also the journey. Mm, That's such a good attitude. Mm -hmm. It's such a good attitude. It's, the whole point, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's something that we're grinning and bearing the whole time, then we're just desperate for it to be over. But I really like to teach everybody to have fun and enjoy the ride because really also one of the points of life is to enjoy the journey. There's no end. There's no over there. There's no when I get this, then I'll be this. It's like right now. So good, Carolyn. Thank you so much. I'm so appreciative. I cannot wait to do more coaching with you inside the Yummy Mummy. And for those of you that are listening and you want to get coached up, you better be on the wait list for the next cohort. We are going to start right at the beginning of April. So go to lauraconley.com, click work with me and make sure you're on that wait list. And if this podcast, this episode, any of the episodes ever have been helpful to you, pretty pleased with the cherry on top go leave a review. That's the best thing you can do. (laughs) Tell a friend, leave a rating, pass along the karma. I hope you have the best week ever and I will talk to you next week. Thanks again, Carolyn. So grateful to you. Thank you. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would love it. Love it. If you leave a rate, review, and a subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast in. Pretty, pretty pleased with a cherry on top. It would help me so much and it would help all the other mamas out there hear this message. Thank you in advance. I really appreciate it. And you have to come check out the Yummy Mummy Experience. It's my proven lose weight for the last time group coaching and course. Head to lauraconley.com and just click work with me. Other than that, you guys, I would love to give you a free gift. If you want your free listener-only gift, go to lauraconley.com forward slash gift. And from there, you will get your free best ever weight loss hack. So cool. The last thing I want to tell you, you guys, is I do have a free Facebook group. It's called, you guessed it, The Yummy Mummy. Lose weight for the last time, end body drama, and get food freedom. You can just search that on Facebook or again, you can head to the show notes and you'll find the link there. All right, you guys have the best day ever.